Future of Work Florida. Welcome to the Future of Work Florida podcast, brought to you by the Florida Chamber of Commerce and Florida Chamber Foundation. This podcast series is dedicated to connecting Florida's business leaders with the solutions and resources available to secure Florida's workforce talent. Today, we have the pleasure of welcoming Kim Bays, Chief of Innovation for Hillsborough County Public Schools. Well, Kim, thank you so much for joining us today on the Future of Work Florida podcast. Um, let's just start with a little bit about yourself and what you do. Um, what can you tell our listeners? Certainly. Thank you for having me today. So I currently am the Chief of Innovation for Hillsborough County Public Schools. I come to Hillsborough, I came a couple of years ago with Superintendent Davis with over 20 years of experience in education. But prior to that, I was a civil and mechanical engineer. And so now as I'm entering into this role of Chief of Innovation, which has much to do with workforce development, that's been a really valuable asset for me because I'm able to work with the private sector and understand the private sector, as well as being able to work in the world of education. So within the, the scope of Chief of Innovation, it's really a connection of many different services for the district. So right now I supervise workforce development, our career and technical education, our choice and magnet programs, as well as all of our student services. So it's the counselors, social workers, nurses, um, and psychologists. And then I'm also over student discipline, the Hillsborough Virtual School, uh, leadership development, and our alternative sites and our before and after school programs. So it's kind of a conglomeration of many things, but it really all blends very well together. Yeah, that is quite an ecosystem that you <laughs> that you oversee. So I love, um, you know, the fact that you do have kind of that private sector, you know, business experience that you've brought to your role as chief innovation officer. So what are your general thoughts, you know, in looking at the talent crisis right now in Florida? Um, we hear from our members, employers are obviously struggling to find qualified talent. What do you think about that? And what can you share with the business community? So much of what I think we're dealing right now is what I refer to as COVID collateral. There's been collateral damage from COVID. And fortunately, our business world and the industry in Florida is bouncing back. Business is booming again. We are back out there, you know, raring to go. And so employers are looking for the talent to fill these jobs. And many of these are jobs that were cut back, curtailed during COVID. The flip side of this, though, which is a little bit more unfortunate, is that our families and our students have not been able to bounce back quite as readily. They were used to remote learning. Our students were used to remote learning. Parents' family situations changed with people learning how to work at home. And then our students actually lost some ground academically. But in addition to that, they lost some ground socially. They became very used to just operating off of screens, you know, off of their iPads, their laptops, their phones. And so they stopped really being exposed to the outside world. And for our children and for our young adults, that's been very limiting so that they don't, I don't feel they understand the scope of what's available to them. So while our businesses are really scouring and trying to get more people to fill roles, we have a little bit of a lag time with our students and our families in recognizing what those roles are. Right. Um, so I'd love to hear, you know, just kind of building off of that. And, and I would I agree, I think as a society, you know, there's so much that COVID accelerated in terms of technology and certain things, but there's a lot that has changed with social, you know, interactions and, um, you know, just with children. I've seen it with my own kids um, and in COVID. So I would love to, to kind of get your perspective on um, the role of education, you know, right now in, in your 
purview with the ecosystem that you just talked about that you oversee. Um, what would you say, you know, the role of education, whether that's high school, post-secondary, technical, adult education, what role does education play in securing Florida's economy and the workforce? Well, right now it's incumbent upon us at all grade levels in education to reintroduce and refamiliarize students of all ages with how to be out there in the business working world. So some of that, and, and we, we kind of smile as we're talking about this on the K-12 band, some of what we are familiar with teaching our kindergartners and our first graders, we're now having to reteach to our 11th and 12th graders. And those are simple things such as how to have a conversation with someone, how to listen, how to be patient. And as they get older, how to look someone in the eye, how to shake their hands, how to just engage. So as we're moving forward and trying to get our elementary students ready for middle school, middle school ready for high school and high school ready for post-secondary, we're having to teach them how to really work with peers and with adults. So we're seeing that not just in terms of academia, but in terms of their discipline, in terms of their social skills and being able to relate to others. In addition to that, one of the overlapping areas that I supervise is all of the social emotional learning and the mental health supports that we're needing to put in for everyone. And so that, again, is not limited to any one grade band. That's just universal. And it extends to our families as well. So we have really been doubling up on the amount of social emotional supports we have, mental health supports that we're having, the counseling services, and really are trying to extend this across the barriers to all of the families as well. So I think that's really one of the most, um, the greatest needs that education can fill right now is bringing people back up to speed, helping them feel secure and confident just out in the working world again. Yeah, no, that's wonderful. I love that that you all are also focused on kind of the family unit and, you know, addressing the students, but also what are services, resources that can be provided to families. That's I, I think there's a lot of value there. Um, so tell us a little bit um, more about Building Tampa's Tomorrow. Let's talk about that initiative, what inspired it, and how are you all making an impact in Hillsborough County through this important work? Love to. All right. So a year ago, when the superintendent moved me into this position, he said, uh, Kim, I want you to take workforce development and I want you to just run with it. Just kind of think of it as the field of dreams. If you build it, they will come. So the first uh, strategy that we had to do was we really had to take a look at all of the research for the economy of the greater Tampa Bay area. And that meant not just taking a look at what the economic needs were for today or for tomorrow, but really looking ahead at least through the decade. Because if we're going to build workforce programs right now for our schools and give our children time to traverse through these programs, then we're looking at putting them into the workforce in 2026, 2027, and beyond. Sure. So it did a little bit of digging. It took a lot through Tallahassee, through the Department of Economic Opportunity, through our local Tampa Bay area leaders to really hone in on what the economic needs would be for the greater Tampa Bay area. What we realized very quickly was that there are three industries that are going to be really providing the most growth in job opportunities, and that's the medical industry, the construction industry, and then manufacturing and distribution. Once we had that, the next step was to really take a look and do a full audit and analysis of what we're providing for our students in Hillsborough County Public Schools right now. And we realized quickly there was a gap. What we had to do and what we decided to do was to build right out of the gate two grade nine through 12 academies. So we are in the midst of setting up and beginning the design and building of a grade nine through 12 medical academy and a grade nine through 12 construction academy. These two facilities will be using existing facilities that we already have, but which were at a very low utilization. DW Waters School had a 9% utilization this past year. 
Bowers Whitley had 11%. So what we have done is a plan to move the students that are in those in those schools and the staff to accommodate them elsewhere. And now we have two virtually empty shells in which to build a medical academy and then our construction academy. In addition to that, what we're going to be doing is emptying out one of our uh, technical colleges for the next year and be able to do a post-secondary medical college. So we really will have a continuum of medical services for grades nine through post-secondary just to provide avenues for our students who feel that they may want to do something in the medical industry, allow them to be exposed to different pathways and really then hone in and select on what they want to do. And then of course, the next final state phase is one to uh, attach ourselves to the manufacturing distribution and transportation industry. Because as, as anybody in Florida knows, the I-4 corridor is exploding right now with manufacturing, transportation, logistics, robotics, all of that. So we are looking to secure some properties so that we can build a grade nine through 12 academy that is for all of the manufacturing services, distribution, transportation, robotics, logistics, and so on. So that's what the initiative is. Those first two phases, the Medical Academy and Construction Academy will open in August of 2023. The Brewster Medical Technical College will open the following year in 2024. And then as soon as we can secure land, then we'll be opening the Manufacturing Academy as well. That's really exciting. So we just launched the Florida Chamber Foundation, just launched the Trade and Logistics 2030 report. And so it's it just love hearing that that you all are kind of leading edge on the manufacturing piece and really preparing our future workforce, our kids, you know, for those jobs of the future, which is a lot of what, you know, we're looking at with the future of work Florida. So tell me a little bit with, with each of the academies, um, tell me a little bit about some of the pathways that the students are maybe going to be able to take part in, um, in terms of, you know, skilled trades, career and technical education. You know, we, we've obviously, you know, as a, as a, country as a as a society we're been very focused on a four-year degree you know the college and university path and and so on and so forth but there's obviously a lot of opportunity within skilled trades apprenticeship certifications um, and those types of career pathways so can you share a little bit about what that is going to look like within the academies Absolutely. And first, I want to say that we, while we are building a workforce for students who graduate right out of grades 9 through 12, we have also partnered with all of our surrounding higher education institutions. So Hillsborough Community College, USF, University of Tampa, St. Leo, NOVA have all been wonderful partners because, again, we want to launch our students into the ability to choose whether they want to immediately enter a trade, go to a two-year academy, go to a four-year institution, whatever they want to do, we want to prepare them for. So that's, that's an avenue there. But in terms of building something for them for the workforce, what I felt we had to do was to look out into the industry and our business partners and ask them again to the field of dreams. If we build it, they will come to you. So we brought, starting back in January, we reached out to the medical and construction industry partners in the greater Tampa Bay area, brought them to the table and said, listen, here's what we want to build, but we want to build exactly what you need. So you tell us what job opportunities do you foresee coming? Which areas of expertise do we need to hone in on? What equipment do our students need to know how to use? What materials do they have to be familiar with? What curriculum do you want them to do? And in four or five years from now, when they graduate, 
What is it that they need to do to be immediately hired into jobs? So we've had tremendous roundtable discussions. They have come to the table saying, these are the things that we need. We need medical laboratory assistants. We need nurse practitioners. We need occupational therapists. And on the construction side, we need HVAC. We need framing. We need plumbing. We need electrical. So they've come to the table and are really honing in and telling us exactly what it is that we need to build. So we've had site visits. We have brought them out to the sites to say, take a look at this space. What are the laboratories that you would recommend that we build outside for construction? Tell us, do we need to have a building that is just for welding? Do we need to have exterior space for surveying and for roofing and for framing? So again, we're not, we're not the experts on that. So we have reached out to the experts in the field and the partnerships have absolutely been phenomenal. They are coming to the table whenever we raise the call and they're really chomping at the bit to help us. So that's how we've determined the different pathways for the students. That's incredible. And I know our listeners who make up the Florida business community uh, just love hearing when, you know, an education institution and organization is able to work with the business community locally to kind of meet the needs and really build, to your point, the right field of dreams that's going to Mm -hmm. result in um, a wonderful job and hopefully keeping talent in the area as we're, you know, growing Florida the right way and adding jobs. Um, So I just love hearing about that. You know, what this is really what we call a promising practice, right? What you all are creating and the work that's being done through building Tampa's Tomorrow in Hillsborough, um, it's, it's really a promising practice that we want other, you know, communities, other businesses and education organizations to emulate. So what would you say to business leaders? What can they do to help create stronger alliances with education partners and other organizations in their local communities? Any advice that you would want to share with our listeners? Yes, absolutely. I think that the business leaders that we've had in the greater Tampa Bay area have been the role model for this because they have reached out to us and have literally said, tell us when you need us to come and tell us what you need to provide. So this has got to be a very symbiotic relationship. The educational institutions and the districts need to reach out to the businesses and invite them in exactly as we have to say, give us your expertise and your wisdom. But I think also that the businesses need to reach out and be able to say, these are some job opportunities that we're going to have. And here's here's what we want to do. We want to partner with you. We want to come, even if you're not building new academies, you can say, we'd like to come in and be able to be offer adjunct professors. We want to be able to come in and offer field trips to come see our sites. We want to be able to show your students what it is that we have as an opportunity for them. One of the initiatives that I've started is what I call 40 for the Future. And what we realized is that our children don't know what's out there. So it was, again, incumbent upon us to show them. So what we are doing now is we are making 40 little videos. When the school year starts next year, we'll have 40 weeks of school. And we are doing 40 little vignettes, one minute videos of different jobs around the greater Tampa Bay area. So that every Monday morning in every middle school and every high school in Hillsborough County Public Schools, they will see a one little vignette of, would you ever want to be this? Have you thought about doing this? Do you want to be an underwater welder? How would you like to be an occupational therapist? How would you like to be a culinary chef, a sous chef? So that we can expose them to ideas, just one little minute videos to be able to capture their interest and capture their intrigue. So again, what business partners can do is to reach out to the schools and to say, let us come in and show you what we have. Let us help spark the enthusiasm and the curiosity of your students because they don't know what's available and to really reach out. In tandem with that, I would reach out to the families as well. I think that there are many parents out there who are at the 
prime spot right now to be able to start something new since so many were doing remote work and remote learning. I think it's just a great time to refamiliarize everyone with what the job opportunities are out there. I love that. And I think just um, to wrap up, as you're talking about, you know, reaching the high school um, students, the middle middle school students, a lot of, you know, the work that's being done through the Future of Work Florida initiative is just that. We want to be able, you know, to, to reach the students, parents, grandparents, anyone in that sphere of influence, um, you know, to start thinking about what, you know, what is it that they want to do and what, to your point, are the possibilities, the career possibilities that are out there, the jobs that are going to be in demand, um, that are going to be great pathways for for their career and for success. So what advice would you give to that up and coming talent, um, you know, the students that you get to work with about entering the workforce and, um, you know, what, you know, what's out there, what's possible choosing a path. And then also to existing talent, as you mentioned, um, as they maybe reenter or reimagine what their career looks like. So I think absolutely every candidate for a job, whether they're a student right now or whether they're already an adult in the workforce, really need to retap into looking for what's available, what's out there. And our students are so skilled at using social media right now and using all types of technology right now that they should just tap in and start asking the questions, what jobs are available right now? Even questions such as, how can I make $50,000, you know, and you will have the pathways right there and say, I think, you know, I'm interested in, in veterinary, what jobs are out there to help animals and to just use those questions and those curiosities that you have to ask the questions and not sit back and just wait for the answers to come to you. Again, it's a symbiotic relationship. We have to reach out to them as much as they are reaching out to us. So we've got to make things visible. We've got to be able to put things everywhere to say, have you thought about this? How would you like to do that? And be able to just ask the questions. I think that uh, the public needs to tap into the education, public education, and say, what opportunities do you have provide for us, for our families, as well as for our students and the higher education as well? But again, it has to go back to the workforce people too. Everybody needs to be communicating right now. And it's a, that's a new learning curve, especially after being two years of COVID. And as I said, COVID collateral, we have to kind of retrain ourselves for how to communicate with each other, but we really have to be able to reach out both ways. Absolutely. I love that. I think, yes, there's, there's been a lot of isolation, but, you know, from the Florida Chamber and Florida Chamber Foundation's perspective, we're always focused on uniting the business community for good and, and really moving Florida forward. So I love all of, you know, your perspective and insight. Anything else as we're wrapping up that you would like to share with Florida business leaders and hiring managers? I just encourage anybody who's in the greater Tampa Bay area to reach out to us, reach out to me at Hillsborough County Public Schools, because we are tapping into every single business uh, entity out there that wants to be able to offer something for our students. And if it's not locally in the Tampa Bay area, in the rest of Florida, please reach out to my partner districts and be able to say, Kim, how can we help your students and how can your students then come to us? So we just have to reach out and forge those relationships. I love that. Thank you so much, Kim, for spending some time with us today and sharing, you know, more about the work that's being done. Um, we'll be sure to include in the show notes your contact information and more about building Tampa's tomorrow. So we appreciate it and look forward to chatting with you soon and checking in. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us for today's Future of Work Florida podcast. To find out more about the resources discussed in today's segment, we invite you to visit our website at flchamber.com forward slash Florida. 
Together, we can champion the future of work and create America's best workforce right here in Florida. Be sure to subscribe for future content.